A couple of pretty good games for the San Diego Gulls, and they finally break the schneid at home. We'll talk about that on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade, and this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It is Goals Thursday. It is a late Goals Thursday for reasons, but we'll get to that momentarily. In the meantime... Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, which is working today, I promise. All right, let's get started and talk about the San Diego goals. Well, first, before I get to the last couple of games, I want to get to kind of my kind of big take on the goals this past week. And that would be defense. Okay, why is defense my bigger take? And more so, why is it improved team defense over the past, well, practically the last two to three weeks. The reason that's my big takeaway is because San Diego has finally begun to figure it out as far as not allowing their goalies to get too many high danger chances. I'm going to be specific here. The San Diego goals over the last, uh, I'm going to go the last seven games. So I'm going by the month. They have allowed Not many goals. If we take away that Chicago Wolves game on December 3rd, they've allowed two or fewer, or sorry, three or fewer goals in all those games. One of those, it was three goals, but an empty netter. So I kind of count that, but I guess I should in this case. On the road, the five games on the road, they only allowed nine goals. They've allowed four at home. So that's 13 goals. Over the past seven games, that's a goals against average of under two. In this little stretch that they've been on, they've allowed fewer than two goals per game. And part of the reason for that, and I'm really going specifically the last five games, is the goals are doing a much better job keeping the opponents out on the perimeter or keeping them out of the high danger chance area. Let me briefly talk Just not about the game itself, but about the shot selection for the game against... I'm going to go the game against... No, Henderson. Because even though the goals lost that game, Henderson did not get a whole lot of shots on net from a high danger area. In fact, looking at the slot area, they only allowed maybe five slot shots and that is it. The three goals that... Henderson got two of them were from the slot and one of them was kind of an empty netter so yeah that one's fine but I thought San Diego did an okay job they did a much better job against Rockford against the Rockford Ice Hogs not a slew of high danger shots I mean there was more against Henderson actually it's more than five but just in general they have done a better job keeping the opponents out on the perimeter, something that they had a little bit of trouble with early on. The last game, they went 11-7. They went Carrick, Hellison, Zellweger, White, Haig, Hines, Wolf as the extra defensemen. 
this is this is important for a couple of reasons. One, now that we have a couple of guys back for Anaheim, that means that certain guys have to go back down to San Diego. Robert Haig being the player that went back down to San Diego. So they're back to their 11-7, but it's it's worked lately. And this is where I'm going to give credit to a few guys here. Drew Hellison has had a pretty good active stick, especially in last night's game. He had a very good active stick against the Rockford Icehogs and had a pretty good active stick against the Henderson Silver Knights. At least two situations I could think of where Hellison prevented what could have been an easy shot on the left side, I believe. And he prevented what would have been a high danger chance. Also, Olin Zellweger, who I still think has improved little by little. He has made some leaps and bounds if you consider the past couple seasons. But now he's starting to refine some of the defensive deficiencies that he had had in the past. We know Zellweger can shoot. We know he has a fantastic shot. But now I'm beginning to notice that he's using his skating to prevent chances for the opponents. He's starting to use his body to get to pucks along the boards. He is starting to use his frame to knock away loose pucks. Would you believe if I said Zellweger is starting to get to the dirty areas a little more than he did even two years ago? I hearken back to that one game he had against Ontario in the playoffs. I think back to last season, when, or even earlier this season, when Zellweger would take some risks and play a little bit too unpredictable and go after 50-50 pucks that he would lose. The last couple of games, he's not doing that as much. So he's actually kind of, I don't want to say he's growing up a little bit, but he's starting to grow into his role a little bit better. So that's where I'm going to give some credit to Olin Zellweger in general. Robert Haig, he's looked fine. Um, I guess that time in Anaheim not playing. It didn't hurt him, didn't help him, but he's looked fine since coming back to San Diego. So we'll see if they continue this 11-7. But I just wanted to give my take. Defense has been getting better and is a big part of the reason why the goals are on this little streak they're on. They've won five of their last seven. And I'll talk about the last two games specifically, or I'll really break them down after the first intermission. Stay locked in, folks. Now, a word from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. Patience underlined. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers.
Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. But it's Goals Thursday, so we're going to talk about the last couple of Goals games that took place at home. Yes, they finally returned home after that long road trip in the Midwest where they beat up on the Chicago Wolves, clobbered the Rockford Icehogs, and did their duty against the Milwaukee Admirals. So now they're back home to take on a foe who they have had trouble with in their recent past, that is the Henderson Silver Knights. Now, this was a pretty solid back and forth between both teams. The goals, they looked okay offensively. Henderson looked better, but could have it could have been worse. Let's put it that way. Now, that first period was pretty much all Henderson. Now, granted, that's where they got all their high-danger shots. Pretty much all the high-danger chances came in that first period. If you take away that first period, everything I talked about in the first segment is completely true. Out of the six, the six periods that the goals played, five of those periods, they played nearly perfect defense. But man, they jumped out slow in that first period back home. Shots were a whopping 15 to 6 in favor of Henderson. The amount of high danger shots they had on there was in fact 5. So that 5 that I mentioned before, that was in one period. <laughs> they had a couple more after that. But looking just not only looking at the chart, but looking at how they maneuvered that first period, they were just a little bit slower. They looked like they were just off their game. Now, granted, they hadn't played in a week. The last time they played before the 16th was all the way back on December 9th. So they had a long layoff. My first thought was, God, they look rusty. They just looked rusty in that first period. Once they shook off the rust, they were fine. Now, there was no goal scored in that first period, thank God. They were still trying to shake off some of the rust in the second period. Mason Morelli scored on a bad turnover. So one nothing Henderson early on. Second period, this is where I kind of gave some claps to Braden Tracy there. Finally scoring. And oh yeah, it was a teddy night. It was a good one. So San Diego, yeah, finally got those teddies on the ice. That's why I got a little bit nervous watching that game. Because I knew it was a teddy bear toss night. And that's why there was well over 11,000 fans. They were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally got that goal for teddy bear toss night. Thank God. Can you imagine if they had gone the whole game without goal, without scoring a goal? Then poor Callan would have had to make the announcement later on. By the way, fans, do not throw your teddies onto the ice during the last six minutes. I would have felt bad. And by the way, that's my colleague, Callan McClurg, who is the public address announcer for the San Diego Goals. I know he was a little bit nervous during that game. I know the feeling, Callan. I know the feeling. I was there last season with Coachella Valley. Hopefully not this season. But yeah, they finally got that goal. And it was tied 1-1 to for most of the rest of the game. Until close to the end, when there was two penalties. The Olin Zellweger penalty, that was that was a bad lapse in judgment. 
where he got beat and got a penalty. Yeah. I kind of cringed at that one because I said in my head, Zellberg is having a good game. Oh, Oh, he got nailed for tripping. And it's not that it was a ticky-tack call. He just shouldn't have made that penalty. And Jonas Ronberg scored on the power play. That made it 2-1 to Henderson. And just after, or way after that, with about five seconds left, Mason Morelli scored his second of the game. I kind of don't count that one because, you know, empty net goals. For all intents and purposes, it was a 2-1 to game. But in the scorebook... 3-1 to one Henderson. Thomas Uchanik had a good effort. 32 saves on 34 shots. He looked good. And I feel like I don't talk about the goaltending enough. So I think I'll focus on the goaltending more next week. But Suchanik looked good. Uh, Braden Tracy, as I mentioned, got that one goal. That, it was a tough one. It was just a tough, tough game. San Diego looked good. The last two periods out shooting Henderson, they were getting the better chances, the better shot selection. And this is where I also got to give credit to Olin Zellweger, who remains aggressive all game. He led the team with seven shots in this one. Seven shots. He was just shooting left and right. And then the game against Rockford. This one I'm going to break down a little bit more because I watched this one live. This is where I was... Super impressed on this one. We saw Robert Haig back in the lineup. We saw Josh Lapina go back up to the first line because Chase DeLeo was sick. Now, apparently DeLeo wasn't quite 100% before, and he was way less than 100% on Wednesday night. So he was a scratch because he was sick. I'm wondering if maybe he got something or he caught something on that Midwest trip because he didn't look all that great on Saturday's Teddy Bear Toss game. So we now have Regenda hurt, Pasta's hurt, Chase was sick, McLaughlin's hurt. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Chase DeLeo is day-to-day with an illness. We don't know what exactly he's ill with, but he's sick. Second line still looking good. Nestorenko, Godden, and King. By the way, I will give some praise to Ben King later in this podcast. But that first goal, I think that was a thing of beauty. This was kind of a broken play from the start. And this was just after the faceoff where Rockford uh, got the puck back, gained possession, and a bunch of goals crashed toward the net. I thought there was a goal at first from that camera angle. It looked like there was a goal at first. And then sweeping sweeping around was, I believe I want to say it was Godden on this one. But there was a bunch of weird plays happening. And all of a sudden, you had a perfect pass from behind the net from Glenn Godden to Olin Zellweger, who was on the high circle and just ripped it. Just ripped it through only 32 seconds into the game right past Jackson Stauber again. So that made it 1-0 San Diego before most of the fans even got to their seat. (laughs) It was early in the game. 1-0. After that, it was just, it was entertaining hockey. This was one of the more fun games for me to watch personally because there was just a lot of good back and forth action. I was going back and forth between this game and a couple other AHL games. But I think what was fun for me was just how much hitting there was. 
there was a lot of hitting on this game and a few calls that did not get called. Despite the fact that there was 10 minutes power play each way, the refs could have called a bit more. And Ka- okay, because I know a lot of the refs, Casco definitely let a couple go. And I could see a couple where he kind of looked and said, no, play on. And he actually gave like a hand signal like, no, play on. <laughs> it wasn't quite prison rules, but it, it was street rules on this one. And what I mean by street rules is the refs let him play. And both those, I like both those guys. He let, they let him play. Awesome. The hitting was great. The kind of reverse hits, that was great. And that was pretty much most of the second period. Even though the goals got outshot 13-5, to just a lot of fun, heavy hits. That was great. Jackson Cates scored in the third period, making it 1-1. But then, and this was a great play too. Perfect passing, almost like a tic-tac-toe play on the power play. From Tracy to Perot to Trevor Carrick. From the high slot, almost the point. Think of beauty. Carrick rifled that thing to the back of the net. That's your game-winning goal. Final score was 2-1. And you know it was finally back that I had not heard in a long time. And I'm just going to get a little personal. Actually, no, I'm going to hold that over to the third segment. Because i got to talk about the fans and talk about Ben King. And just talk about... What else I was going to talk about? Oh, uh, Trevor Carrick. So I'll talk about all of that after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Now a word from Sleeper. This season brings all sorts of possibilities. Maybe someone on the Ducks could score 40 goals. Maybe they make the playoffs. Who knows? And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports. And you could pick a slew of good players like McDavid or Crosby to record more or less and their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, just correctly predict the outcome of eight players' stats. That's right, Ducks fans. So use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Let's talk about... First, I got to give a shout out to the fans here. It has been a while since I've heard this chant, and this is where I'm going to get a little personal here. I used to go to San Diego a lot more pre-pandemic. That season... 2019-2020, my first year with Locked On Ducks. I was in San Diego for almost every home game covering the team out there. You know, doing my writing from out there, press box, etc., etc. So those were fun times for me. What One of the things that I miss the most is the fans. And there's a slew of fans that I love visiting. And I, I get to see them next week. I'm excited about that. So, once again, shout out to the Goals fans. 
If you are a San Diego Gulls fan and you're watching this, please let me know if you're going to the Coachella Valley Firebirds game next Wednesday. I would love to see you there. I would love to say hi to as many of you as possible. So hopefully we can make that happen. But there's a certain chant that they do during the games, especially if it's a very important goal late in the game. And this is kind of similar to what the Nashville Preds do, where they will go, one, two, goalie's name, you suck. And then they do their chants. And then they say, it's all your fault. You suck, loser. And everyone in the section raises the L. And I kind of love it. I miss those chants so much. So I am I am so going to make my way back down to San Diego at some point soon. I promise it's happening soon. All right. Let's talk about Ben King a little bit. He's looked good in the top six. And even though he didn't score these last couple of games, what I've liked from Ben King is the ability to see the play in front of him and at times it looks like he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers and there was a couple of moments where he got some really good shots off or he made a good pass to get a good shot off but no goal there and I think what I've liked from Ben King just in general is just his overall game but also his puck work his puck work looked good on Wednesday. It looked even better the game against Henderson, where, as I mentioned, he kind of knows how to thread the needle. His timing of passes is also very good. So he's making good plays. That's something that you want to see from a top a top six guy. He has earned that spot in the top six. I hope he stays up there for the rest of the season. So just want to give my props to Ben King on that one. All right, we're going to end this uh, very quickly. Before I do that, just want to mention we have a show coming up tomorrow. It's going to be a recap of the Flames game. And the reason I'm saying this now, this will come out Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. I will be doing a postcast with Audie James for Game Over Calgary. So be sure to check us out there. That'll be live after the Ducks Flames game on Thursday. Friday will be our last show of the week, and then we will have a special show over the weekend. So watch out for that, folks. In the meantime, thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. And I should mention that this dog has been staring at me for the past five minutes. So I'm going to see if she wants to come up here for the end of the show. No, nope, she's just laying there. But I'm going to bring her up anyway. Oh, she's up. Here we go. It is Zuri, folks. And we're going to say goodbye for now for Zuri and myself. Yeah, Zuri's a good pup. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, this is Jason J.J. Hernandez saying, (laughs) please have a good rest of your evening. Please remember to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together. Caca, caca. Yeah.